guys, I thought I'd uh, record an episode today on websites. The reason is because I got a lovely comment from a drummer called Adam Stanley. Um, and I happened to look at his website and it was really, really good actually. He's a really good drummer. If anyone wants to go check him out, his name's, uh, well, his website rather is adamstanleydrums.com. So yeah, I highly suggest going and having a look. But it sparked something in me that I'd forgotten about. Um, so in the last sort of couple of months, I think it's been, I, for some reason, I've had a lot of uh, musicians and musical directors getting in touch with me, asking me to recommend musicians to them for bands. Um, and it's always great getting that call because I think it's such a nice and it's such a compliment to be the one being asked. I mean... Initially, they asked me to do the gig, but obviously they know that I'm out at the moment with Kim Wilde. So, um, yeah, and they asked me for some recommendations, and, and that's always a lovely thing to be asked. So I did, and I started getting together a list of musicians that I thought would be suitable for these various gigs. Like I said, there were sort of three or four in the last couple of months, and and a couple of them were quite high, high profile, to be fair. Anyway, um, I started getting together this list and I was like, oh, it's amazing. Oh, yeah, that, they're an amazing drummer. Oh, I love their bass playing. That'd be so cool. And like, oh, yeah, maybe that guitarist. Yeah, that would be a good m match, actually, for that kind of gig. And I was like, right, great. And as I was getting this list, list together, I was sort of putting down their, basically their name, uh, their number, their email address. And what I was attempting to put down was their website address. And I can't tell you how shocked and frustrated I was because I'd say maybe one in 10 of them actually had a website. And this is just shocking to me. Like I had to send links of their Twitter or their Facebook, not even a page, like their personal profile. So it was just like, you can't, you can't go to someone's Twitter to see what they're like as a musician. And also, like, you don't know what people are putting on their Twitter. Like, I think a lot of people are quite unaware of who might be looking at their Twitter. So, yeah, it was, it was so frustrating. So I thought that I would do a quick, actually, I should never use the word quick ever because I'm never quick because I talk too much. Um, I thought I'd do an episode about websites and the importance of having a website and what that means and maybe what you should have on it as well things like that things that I have on mine that have worked and things that haven't worked and anyway so first things first please have a website it's such a basic thing and like you can get them pretty much for free well you can get them for free if you're hosting them on wordpress or whatever um and even if you have your own domain which it probably looks better if you do it's slightly more professional you know, it costs all of, I think my emilydolandavis.com domain is like $12 a year. That's a dollar a month. That's like, that, 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 that can't be an excuse, an excuse. It just can't be. So yeah, I think it's so important to have like a hub of where everything meets in your career and a, a concise, even if it's one page, just a concise bit of information of who you are, who you've played with, um, your contact details and, you know, so maybe some pictures some videos and some audio to actually illustrate exactly what you do. And 
yeah, like I say, the lack of websites that I've been seeing recently has just been absolutely shocking. And I know for a fact that if I hadn't have had a website, um, especially in the early days, people just wouldn't have bothered calling because it makes it so difficult to get in touch with people. Like there was this one guitarist and all I could find of his was a Twitter page and it had like zero contact information. And for those who know, and for right now, as of this moment, it might change. Um, on Twitter, if you're not following, no, sorry, if someone isn't following you and you're not following them, then you can't message them, you can't private message them. And it just gets a bit awkward. So yeah, I'd say, first off, have a website. And in terms of what you should have on it, I think, like I say, start off with some sort of striking picture of you doing exactly what you do. So I am a drummer, therefore, actually the first picture of me on my website is me drumming, but you probably wouldn't know that because it's quite a close uh, close up of my face, like smiling. But I figure that's, well, I probably should change that at some point, actually thinking about it. But it's kind of, it's showing me smiling, which is very much part of when I play. I'm generally smiling because I love what I do. So, you know, it's quite a good representation of me. Next thing to have on there is, uh, well, I think the most logical thing to have on there would be depending on the kind of people you're trying to cater to. So for me, on that emilydolandavis.com, the people that I'm, who I want to come and see my website are people that are putting together tours. And obviously the best thing to have on there is the first thing that people see past the picture going, oh, so this is Emily Dolan Davis, there she is, is uh, I have videos of me playing. Because then you kind of, you hit two nails on the head really, because you get to have audio and you get to have video. And also it's, it can be quite striking, which is good. That always helps. Um, so yeah, and I have a, like a very small video portfolio of uh, what is sort of a showreel type thing, which I think is around a minute long, just of different gigs I've done, different people that I've played with, which I've just done myself, like just in Final Cut, cut it together, put it up uh, with some music that I'd written for a show that I did. And yeah, that's the first thing that you see. The next one is a video with the darkness, I think. And then I've got a couple of my covers videos that I did on YouTube. And I know that some people are really against doing drum cover videos. And to be honest, I was as well for like years, like years and years. I was like, no, I'm not doing it. I don't get it. Why would you do that? Why would you just play along to a song? Blah, 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 blah. All the excuses in the world. As my dad always says, there's always an excuse to not do something. But it once I sort of came round to the idea, and by came round, I mean my sister basically said to me, you need to do this because there's nothing on the internet of you that represents you as a player. And she was right. And in hindsight, it's kind of important to have something that you feel in control of and that you can project yourself as you want to be and, and to project yourself towards the kind of music that you want to be playing. So I chose to do Best of You by Foo Fighters and that was by pure fluke that my sister had seen me playing a jam night and um, and said to me, y you should record that. And I was like, oh, really? I don't really want to. She was like, just do it, just do it. And do you know what? All credit to her. She knows what she's talking about a lot of the time. And um, it, it's ended up getting me a lot of work. It's ended up 
well, it ended up getting me playing with the darkness for a start, which is obviously the most high profile gig that I could give you an example. Um, but there's many other gigs that have looked at that video and gone, yep, we want her. She looks, she, she can play. And even down to, so when I did record that video, I remember having a really um, strong feeling of, I don't want this video to have high production values. And the reason for that is that I didn't want people to think that it had been doctored, that it had been edited. Um, if you watch it, if you go watch it, the sound is awful, like so bad. And at the very beginning, like when I first come in, I make a mistake. It, I don't come in well. But do you know what? I thought, actually, these are the things that show me to be human and also that this isn't trickery, like this is actually how I play. So yeah, you can kind of use those kinds of things to your advantage, I guess. Well, I think it's more about how you think about it. So that's how I decided to think about it. Oh, and the fairy lights thing, just so you know, that was some random, sudden epiphany at two in the morning, the night before I was recording it. And I thought, oh, well, I've never seen anyone drum in fairy lights. And I'd imagine you probably wouldn't see a bloke drumming in fairy lights. So therefore, I've never seen it. It sounds interesting. I'm going to do it. And that's that's the basis of a lot of my decisions in life. If I haven't seen it been done, then I will probably go for it and, and try and do the best I can. In fact, that's kind of part of the reason I'm doing this A Drummer's Guide 2 series, because I personally haven't seen any concise information from any professional musician that is just talking about the ins and outs of the practicalities of, you know, being a professional musician, basically. Um, I may be wrong about that. Tell me if I am. Point me in the direction of some people that I'd love, I'd love to hear their stories and their experiences, because at the end of the day, it's all just our experiences, and that's all you can kind of... That's all I can give. That's all I have. <laughs> so, getting back to the website... Um, as I said on my intro, I do go off on tangents, so please bear with me. I will get back to it. Um, yes, so let's say you've got videos at the beginning of your website. Perfect. That sounds good. You can People can watch you because they can see how you perform. They can hear how you perform. They can even see some of the other artists that you've worked with. Absolutely perfect. Um, by the way, if you haven't worked with artists before that you don't think are sort of high profile, don't worry. If you have a video of you playing your heart out, doing what you do, you know, doing it to the best of your ability, you know, someone's going to take a chance on you for sure. Like it just has to happen, but it might take a bit of time and a bit of perseverance. But I'll talk about that on another uh, episode, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I'm sure I'll cover that. So next thing on the website, I feel a good thing to have is um, a group of photos, like some sort of gallery or something. And although I personally um don't think it's important because that's just me I just I it upsets me when looks and the image of someone um dictates whether they get a call or not but that's just the world we live in at the moment and that you know you've got to kind of just ride it and go with it um so yes a, a group of images and and when you have people like uh so sometimes I do TV appearances, which are essentially miming. So therefore, 
the image bit of it is actually the job and it's not about whether you look good enough or not or you know it's more about the right look for what they're going for and all that sort of rubbish and that's down to the label or the tv company or whoever um again not something that you can really do anything about you look the way you look just own it just go go for it like I it took me years to realize that I used to try and like please everyone I used to I used to have very long hair um for anyone that hasn't seen a picture of me I now have very very short hair <laughs> very short blonde hair but I used to have very long blonde hair and I used to sort of dress in a very nondescript way I probably still do dress in a nondescript way but I was kind of this trying to be everything to everyone kind of person and that was in my image that was in my playing and it didn't help me very much and the moment that I went you know what I'm going to commit to what I am and who I am and and that is what is essentially sort of a rock pop blues player who now looks like a rocker because she has short hair um yeah it is kind of I am what I am and I'm not ashamed of that and I'm not going to apologise for it and if people don't want that, that's totally cool, that's up to them, they're the one that are paying the bills, like, hey, if we're not right for each other, that's totally cool. So, images, photos of you, um, and if you, so for years I didn't have very good photos, but um, these days, to be honest, there's not a huge amount of um, excuses you can have. Because if you even just get an iPhone and set it up in a rehearsal room and you sort of play, but perform, you know, perform and, and do it in the way that you would do it, um, you know, you could put that thing on a on a uh, timer and just take a photo every, I don't know, 10 seconds or 30 seconds. I used to do this all the time. And you'll get some great photos of that. And it, it'll actually be a really good lesson as well in looking at how you're playing and how it's coming across and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, double bubble there. That's actually quite a good thing to do. Um, yeah, so again, like I said, that's what I used to do. Whenever I used to record any videos on YouTube, and you'll see this because the pictures correlate with the videos, I would, after recording it and being exhausted, exhausted, sorry, I would spend around about an hour just setting up a camera and just taking pictures on like well I'd like to say it was on a timer like as in like a uh, taking pictures every 10 20 30 seconds but it wasn't because my camera couldn't do that so what it actually was was putting it on a tripod or you know on top of something um putting on the old school timer like right you've got five seconds to get into place hitting snap and then running to wherever I needed to be to kind of like pose myself to look like a professional drummer <laughs> so if next time you look at any of those sorts of photos that's what I'm actually doing and I would take I mean hundreds of photos and out of each shoot I'd probably get maybe three if I was lucky I got better as the time went on but yeah I mean you just got to do what you need to do to get the job done so that's a good one. Um, the next one I'd go for is maybe some sort of discography, if you have that, if you've recorded on stuff. Um, it doesn't matter if it's a well-known artist or an independent artist or a brand new artist. As long as it sounds good and you feel like it's a good representation of yourself and how you want to project yourself, I'd say get that up there. If you haven't, um, that's totally cool. Like, As long as you've got videos up there, then I think you'll be all right. Um, another great thing to have up there is a bio. 
I'd say keep it fairly short if you can and um, sort of to the point. Don't treat it like a CV, like a traditional kind of CV because, um, I don't know, for me personally when I see that, it just it, it puts me off a bit. I'm just a bit like, oh gosh, this is... It, it just is a bit too formal, a bit too... But maybe that's just me. I mean, hey, look, I'm not the one that's booking gigs. I'm just playing them. Um, but what I would suggest is if you have played with any artists that have um, any sort of following, I would list them for sure. Same as recording. Um, also, if you've toured around different countries, I'd maybe put that in. Um, what else? Yeah, just any anything that has any sort of profile or shows your experience. That's the other good thing. You should put down your um, your abilities. So for me, uh, personally, that would be being a drummer. Obviously, you'd hope that I could do that. Um, also, the fact that I can program electronics. That's a useful thing, uh, especially these days. I mean, there's like all the artists I work with is either like heavily incorporating electronics or just is ele like pure electronics um, also running things like Ableton, Logic, Pro Tools, um, HD24 that sort of stuff that's up there for me because I know how to do that and also backing vocals which is always a questionable one for me I've never been very good at them I love them and I really enjoy them and I try hard but I'm almost certain that in most gigs the front of house engineer just turns that microphone down but it's fine I'm always singing along anyway so you may as well stick a mic there and then at least you have the choice to turn it up or down but yeah I'd say that's good if you can just put down what you can play like some people might be multi-instrumentalists might be able to play like keys and bass and all sorts I mean if you've got those sorts of skills people are much more likely to hire you oh putting percussion on there is a good idea too because again people are so into the whole um like acoustic versions of stuff you know let's go do a radio session and let's do an acoustic version so if you put i play percussion i.e uh cajon congas bongos you know stuff like that i'm sure the more information the better but like i say try and keep it fairly compact because people don't like being overwhelmed with information um, if it does end up being a bit of a diatribe then maybe like put in bold the key people and the key facts but yeah I mean just do what you think is right but for me that kind of works out quite well um, yeah so moving on uh, another thing that I have on that website is I have a um, like gig listing thing so gigs that I'm playing and I sort of go back and forth with this one because I first of all I'm lazy and I always forget to update it which is really bad because it makes it look like I have no gigs in the diary and therefore I'm not, uh, not no one wants to play with me. But um, I remember, so I have a friend called Charisse and she's a drummer as well, she's my best friend and her dad used to always say to me, look, people want the people that are busy and for years I was like, really? I'm not sure about that but actually he's completely right. And the reason that I know this is, well, I don't know this, but I'm sure that it added to the situation, was back when I got the phone call for The Darkness, they, so Dan called me and he said to me, oh, so we want you to come record this album and we've seen on your website that you're away on tour until October, I think it was, um, but we're willing to wait till then uh, to, to, to have you if, if you want to come and do it. And I thought that was really interesting that, A, they'd looked at the website, great. 
and B, it was like, oh, maybe that is right. You know, the fact that they noticed how busy I was made them want me maybe a little bit more. Maybe not, but I'd like to think maybe. And I think it can't hurt. But like I said, don't be lazy like me and, and not put the gig dates up because otherwise it just makes you look like you're desperate and nobody wants to play with you. So, yeah, make your own mind up about that. I use like an embedded Google Calendar thing just to make it easy to read. It, it's also cool for people that might want to come and see you play. That's the other thing. They might want to come and actually check you out in the flesh. Mm -hmm. In which case they can see exactly where you're playing and if you're playing locally they can maybe rock up and I've had that happen a couple of times. It's quite discombobulating, I'm not going to lie to you. It's like either during the gig you notice someone that you're like, oh my gosh, what are they doing here? But, you know, it's nice, it's all good all round. So yeah, so that's the, the tour date side of it, I suppose. Um, and I'd say that the only other thing that you really would need is a contact form or an email address so that people could get in touch. And yeah, like I say, I think a contact form is probably better only because as soon as you put an email address on the internet, the amount of spam you get is unbelievable. I made that mistake recently and honestly, I just, I'd say like I get at least eight emails a day where it's just like absolute gobbledygook. I have no idea what they're talking about or anything. In fact, probably much how you're feeling right now, <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. Um, yeah, so I think a contact form, because at the end of the day, it's all great and well having all this wonderful information and someone reading your website and going, yes, 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 I want this person right now, but I can't get in touch. And even if you have, you know, social media follow buttons or whatever, if you, you know, you want to make it as easy as possible for someone to hire you. Don't make them jump through hoops. Just, you know, be nice to people and let them hire you, please. So, yeah, I think that that's a, a good kind of basic um, layout for a website. And like I say, it, it just makes so much of a difference being able to, I mean, even from my point of view, being able to point people to a musician that I feel can do a job really well and I feel a really professional but then to not have that professional thing of having a website and just having a Twitter and their last status was something about eating you know scrambled eggs with some beans um, and it tasted like feet it's that's not going to make someone want to hire you is it let alone the fact like I said it's difficult to get in contact with people through Twitter so just make it as easy as possible for people to hire you, for people to recommend you. And also, you know, if you meet someone and and they're sort of talking about a gig they might be put, putting together, you can kind of say, well, you know, I'd really be up for that. Maybe, you know, go check out my website. It's this rather than some sort of abstract. Oh, um, well, maybe if you like, uh, give, give me your number and um, maybe we'll talk. I mean, it just gets messy, you know. Just keep it as simple as possible um, and oh, with that as well, try and get a good domain name as well that's like easy to, to spout out. Mine's quite difficult because it, I mean, it's a long name, emilydolandavis.com, but I also have emilythedrummer.com, which is really so much easier to remember. And also for my recording, I have emilydrums.com. So it just, you know, you want something that stands out a little bit that people are going to remember and... Um, yeah, hopefully they'll call you. That's the main thing, really. Anyway, I'm going to stop rambling, but I hope that you've enjoyed this episode, my first podcast. Um, it's a little bit odd talking to no one, but 
I'm kind of getting used to it, which in itself is a little bit strange. But yes, um, one thing I forgot to mention on the last one, on the intro there, was I'm also going to be doing, not interviews as such, but more um, sitting with another musician and talking about a particular subject and both of our experiences in it. Um, and yeah, so I, if you have any ideas of musicians that you'd like me to just sit and chat with and, and you know, yeah, just chat rubbish with, I'd, I'd hope we would just be chatting rubbish at each other, but about a subject that is helping people. Yeah, just give me a shout. Um, also, if you have any questions at all that you'd like me to answer, please drop me an email. The email address is info at a drummer's guide2.com. And I think I'm somehow going to do some show notes. I don't know how I do that, but I'm going to work it out. So I'll put in links there. Um, there's more videos up at a drummersguide2.com as well as blogs. And um, there's also a Facebook group as well where musicians are just being so lovely, supporting each other and each other's journey. So, yeah. Anyway, subscribe to this if you quite enjoyed it. Um, let me know if you liked it and uh, yeah, I shall see you next week when I'm talking about something else. But yeah, hope you're having an awesome day and I will see you later. Okay, bye.